whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolfchuck, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Giafalo, and our producer, the man who makes us sound good and puts us on air, the great Zach Babb. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Honestly, I'm not doing that great, fellas. Why? What's wrong, Eric? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Zach and I, uh, or well, Babb and I, excuse me. With yeah, you, you, have to, you have to differentiate here. <laughs> yeah, Babb and I. We're just at our sports broadcasting class that we have uh, every Wednesday night at at Apogee Stadium. Because you're still in college? <sighs> yes. Don't yes, rub it yes. in. <laughs> well, after class today, there was this uh, there was this girl that I've been in class with. She actually went to my high school. She was a couple years younger than me. I've had a handful of classes with her so far since I've been at North Texas. As I'm leaving, I don't talk to her often, but as I'm leaving, she's standing How here. How attractive she is goodbye. she? Shh. Not that that matters. I mean, looks aren't everything. Well. I mean, but you know, that's what we see first. Of course, that's pretty much all that matters. She's—I <laughs> mean, if we're going on a scale of one to ten, I'd go virtually a five. But wow. now I'm going to say so her name. <laughs> an average. You're going to say her name now. Okay. Yeah, this is not going to be good. Well, all right. Because that's she what doesn't listen. Involves. No, she's not going to listen. Uh, so I'm while well, I'm walking out of class and she's standing there by the door and so I make eye contact with her. She waves goodbye and I say goodbye, Shelby. And as, as soon as I say it, I'm like, oh, I don't even know, man. I, like, really limped into that because I don't even know if that's really her name. <laughs> so I'm walking through the door, and she stops, and she comes through the door, and she, her face is all red. She's like, did you just call me Shelby? And I was like, oh, my God. Her name's not Shelby. Her name's Taylor. Oh, <laughs> So that's not even close. Well, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> that's just, a butthurt alert if I've ever heard one. <laughs> well, she was. She was. And I was like mortified. And she was super. And I didn't even know her name was Taylor. So she's like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. I don't even know. I was like, I'm insane. My mind's all over the place. I'm sorry. She's like, well, what's my name? And I had no idea. And so I just kind of laughed it off, whatever, whatever. We're walking down. <laughs> Finally, someone else says her name. And so I'm like, okay, now oh, I got it. Oh, your name's Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So then as we once we leave and we're like part ways through the parking lot, I like I'm like, bye Taylor. And she's like, okay, okay. So she knows I now know so her you're name. You're back in the good graces. Um, I'm like no. sort of. I am I don't know, dude. You're I'm gonna treading be, water, you got the life vest on. Next time I see her, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, oh God, I'm gonna like try to keep my head down. So so yeah, I'm not doing that great to be honest with you, man. I'm gonna be honest. That one shook you up, huh? That, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I uh I actually I hooked up with a girl recently, okay, and it was a it was a fly thing. Wow, I'm not exactly the smoothest of the smooth or the best looking. All right, but I disagree. I saw this girl. We met. We vibed. It was good. We hung out back to back days. Things were good. Oh wow! So I thought, yeah, exactly. Back to back days. You hit it back to back. Back to back days. So, which is a note, in like in my life. You're not even in college anymore. Yeah. Well, this is exactly right. I'm pretending though. Best work outside of school. Uh, yeah, so I'm thinking, all right, Especially this is okay. Especially man on woman. Yeah. Especially that. And I've double-checked with her. I'm like, all right, so, like, we kind of have the talk of what is this, what isn't this, and we didn't really specify anything. Nowadays, like, with relationships in our generation, like, man, there's labels are who the hell knows what anything is these days. Yeah. I don't know what's a relationship. 
What's a hookup? What's friends with benefits? What's just a casual night? Hello, goodbye, good morning. I just recently broke up with a girl. I never I don't dated. know who the hell that is. You never even dated, but no. you broke up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have no idea what's going on. No one knows. And no one wants to talk about it either. It's like, eh, because you don't want to ruin what's going on right exactly. now. And it's comfortable. So we were at a good stage, but we kind of decided, like, all right, it's a little bit more than, like, we're just going to hang out and casually spend time together. We like each other. I get a snap from her today with another dude. Hmm. First time this has ever happened to me. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Did she have a brother? Wow. No, bro. This was like after new the thing. Act. This is like my new thing. Oh, this is like post? Dude, post. <laughs> Dude, yes. Instantly I felt comparing. Like did not feel good about myself. Bad I was news. like, what did I just do? This girl, first of all, no, never. I'm done with you. Like, I'm done. Like, that's disrespectful, Is that a deal breaker man. for you? It's, yes. It should be. If, you, if, you're a, if you're a man or a woman out there and you have any kind of, like, self-respect for yourself, I don't care what you're doing because we haven't officially decided we're not going to see other people. But don't rub that kind of crap in my face. So so you just woke up this morning thinking that you were kind of semi-talking to a girl? She had already planned on wanting to come over and hang out today. Oh, oh And so I had plans going to, to hang double. out with another girl today. Oh, so you were doing the same thing. I canceled on the other girl because I felt, all right, <laughs> this might be getting serious. Because I'm a good dude. I'm a one-woman kind of man. Like, if we're officially like, all right, we're into each other, and we've, we've said, I like you, I like you too— and we're looking, we're viewing this as potentially something serious. I'm not going to go Tinder and Bumble myself around. Just grinder. Sure, grinder on occasion. Oh, that's only a Thursday night thing, though. Mm. Yeah, Thursdays are good for that. Ladies' night. Exactly. That's when the real grinders are out. But for real. Balls. So I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not. It, it was. I don't even know how to describe it, man. I've never had that happen to me before. Total I felt disrespected. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, look, I don't care what you're going to do. I canceled on. Doing the same thing and hanging out with another girl today for you because I thought we had something good going on. And then you just decide, oh, by the way, we're done. Or maybe she's just trying to double dip, man. I don't care. That wasn't the way to go about it. Approach me in a nicer fashion. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. I might be an open person, but I'm not that freaking open, man. That wasn't a good way to go about it. I wish we had our butthurt alert imaging right now. Because I was a little butthurt, but I feel like I have a right to be there. No, you said That wasn't nice, especially... You know, I haven't had the greatest relationship history, mm. and I'm very guarded when it comes to women for stuff like that, man. That's fair enough. The second you let yourself in and you stop prowling. She just stomps on your boom, heart. In your face. She she steps on your head while you're drowning. So I got that brick wall right back up. And I probably shared more information. My mother will listen to this. I know she will. And this is the most info she's ever going to have heard about my other kind of life. I was gonna say, does she like? Does she, she know is you my biggest fan. Uh, quote she, unquote, hook up with girls. It, everyone's got a different definition of hooking up, Eric. <laughs> God knows what that means. That's up your yeah, interpretation. Speaking of, uh, no right. one knows what anything means anymore. Yeah. Oh, hooking uh, up. Come okay. on. Yeah. I I'm get following it. No, what I get you're it. saying. Come I, on. Well, See, I'm not Eric. gonna. I'm not gonna fill in that gap. I'm leaving that listener interpretation. Okay. It can mean whatever you want to mean. So it you can just mean held hand, you kissed her. We can, yeah, we can mean just a little bit of kissing, some no Eskimo kisses, mm, nice little back rub. I could go for good hugs. Good hugs Forcible are my kissing. favorite. Netflix watching. Forcible kissing. Forcible. That probably qualifies as something else. It might. It might not. Everyone's definition is different. Everyone <laughs> is different. And you know who's really different? Lane Kiffin. 
Lane Kiffin's a different kind Gosh, of guy. Lane Kiffin's I've heard very some different. interesting stories about Lane Kiffin and his out-of-coaching life, too. Really? Yeah, I heard some rumors. Maybe there was little stuff going on with like him and Nick Saban's daughter. And that's oh. what caused like a rift at Alabama. I did hear about that. I heard about that. No, I don't see, know how real that was though. So here we are spreading rumors. Yeah, well, we're telling not, the telling lies. We're not journalists though. It's okay. We're just speaking. It's all right. We can be reckless. Never let facts interfere with a good story. Thank you, Bab. I knew we, you were our producer for a reason, <laughs> especially when they're our fearless leader. Our president doesn't even speak in facts, right? Is that how it's going? It seems that way. Maybe, maybe but not. Maybe we should refrain from the political references because we'll lose like seventy-five percent right, right. of the population. Pol- please, I, and I don't even get political. So Nick or uh, Nick Saban, right? The former head coach of Lane Kiffin. Now Lane Kiffin's out being his own head coach yes. for FAU, Florida Atlantic University. How's he doing? Is he doing a good job? Uh, FAU had the top. Well, depending on who you look at, it, it was a, it was a consensus top three recruiting class this year uh, for Conference USA. Not the entire entirety of college football obviously but uh as far as conference usa goes he apparently did a pretty good job bringing in a uh a new crop of kids this year he must in the have been limited really, time he had so. must have been really passionate about his recruiting yeah let's hear how passionate he was in this pump up video to get the fans excited for florida atlantic university al football oh yeah hey al nation this is coach kiffin what an exciting time. Next week is National Signing Day. So as we sign some of the best players in America, we need some of the best fans in America. So please join us next week for this exciting season to come watch the Owls have a great year and a championship run starting with you. Go Owls. Does that get you fired up? Oh, man. I want to go run through a wall and buy my season <laughs> tickets right now. Yeah, seriously, si- where do I sign up? Dude, he looks so uninterested in this video. First <laughs> of all, he looks like he just rolled out of bed, didn't take a shower. He had the sun in his eyes. Yeah, put on an FAU polo and some jeans or slacks. And All right, guys, let's do this. How miserable How is we doing he right guys? now? I mean, is he already regretting his decision? Is that what this is? I don't think he had much of a choice, right? He probably wanted to get the heck out of Alabama because it seemed like if anything went wrong, he was the scapegoat there. If he did have a little uh, stuff going on, like we talked about beforehand, it's a little awkward. That's awkward, man. Dipping his pen and company yeah, in, Yeah, that's speak. not cool. You don't want to uh, poo where you sleep, certainly. So I'd want to get out of there, too. And then with how bad the head coaching situation went, not only with the Raiders and in Tennessee and USC, FAU was probably one of the I don't know if it's the only job he could have gotten, but maybe it was the best case scenario for him. Smaller market. Oh yeah, right now, I mean, there's no other, there's no other place he could get a head coaching. He's got to go earn his stripes somewhere right now because in the in the big landscape of NCAA football, no one did likes he jump. Him. Did he jump into the available coaches pool a little late? Yes. I can't remember off the top of my head because it seemed like it was like. Well, it was like the final, it was like the last job out there. He just kind of like settled for it. He's just obviously yeah. trying to get back into being a head coach, and he's got to start small before he can go back. I just remember he was the offense coordinator for the game against Washington, the semifinal. Yeah. And then they parted ways, and he said, all right, I'm going to, I'm distracted. We didn't play well offensively against Washington. Excuse, right? Scapegoat again. I'm going to go leave now and focus on being the head coach at FAU. Yeah. And here comes Steve Car- Sarkeesian, who's got his own demons. And now he was the OC for Bama in a game that they lost in the national championship game against Clemson. Now, if both Scarborough doesn't get hurt, 
they probably would have won that game, in my opinion. He was absolutely shredding the Clemson defense with his legs. But it was a weird kind of situation. Everything revolving Lane Kiffin is just weird to me. Well, he, he had to get out of Alabama because he really had to hurry over to FAU and make these awesome hype these videos. awesome hype videos. And you can tell how <laughs> excited he is. Yeah, he's just so hyped. He's excited. Get your tickets, guys. We need the best fans ever. That's, oh, man. Can I, I, can I get a Lane Kiffin uh, just ex- saying how excited he is right now? Bab? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, if we can find if we it. Can, yeah. All right. We'll give you a second. Okay. I, he's just so enthusiastic with his, his his excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so Let's excited. try this. Hey, Al Nation. This is Coach Kiffin. What an exciting time. <laughs> what an exciting time. <laughs> what an exciting Put time. some juice into it, man. Next week is National Signing Day. As we sign some of the best players in America, we need some of the best fans in America. I swear he, he just did, He doesn't even bed. say America full the second time. America. He's just so disinterested. It's like, I need some of the best fans in America. It's like a late night DJ <laughs> playing smooth with jazz. So please way. join us next week for this exciting season. In America. America. Come Best watch player. the Owls have a great year and a championship run, starting with you. Go Owls! He, he, puts, like, he, he puts up the the FAU Owl hand sign, which he, is he like a that so bad. Yeah, which is like this kind of like third down referee thing, I guess, is their hand symbol. Is yeah, go Owls! Kind of half holding it up, and maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to be there. He certainly is not proving why he does, but. Speaking of National Signing Day, that took place today. Today? I, I don't know how good. Yeah, we're recording this, by the way, the day of National Signing Day. When you listen to this podcast, who knows? It might be yesterday, two weeks ago. I don't know, but you can listen whenever. It doesn't matter. It's still current. Signing Day happened. I don't know how well FAU did. Uh, we're broadcasting out of KNTU Studios, which happens to be on the campus at the University of North Texas. Shout out to Kane to you for letting us broadcast here. My alma mater. You two still are our students at this fine university. We're still stuck. It's okay. It's okay. You plug away and you can be a graduate too. Trust me, it's life's not like super awesome once you leave. We just gotta put our nose to the grindstone. Exactly. Just keep grinding. Just Literally. The process. Yeah. Nose to the mic, get it done. It's all part of the process. Improving yourself every day. That's it. All three phases. One day at a time? Yes. One day. Said so how we doing, guys. You say so, coach. How we doing? All right, so how did North Texas do? Did they clean up pretty well? Uh, it wasn't bad. Um, again, depending on how you look, who you look at, the consensus seemed to be somewhere around 10 or 11th in Conference USA out of 14 teams. I personally feel some of the guys they got are very underrated by the system, quote-unquote. Um, Tyreek Davis, for example, the uh, safety slash running back or defensive back slash running back for uh, Ryan High School. Is he the best player in the class? North, uh, North Texas. No, well, again, this is depending on who you ask. Um, he's the only player I've seen yeah, and see, Bab's seen because we called that nicely football the last couple of years. Yeah. See, he's rated as a two-star recruit. I don't think – I think he's three stars at the minimum. Yeah, I think so too. You know, so that's a little, you know, underrated. We I might be a little Star biased, Talk. though. But the dude was good, right? Yes, yeah, stars. <laughs> I love yeah. stars. They get me going. Yeah. But um, played both ways, yeah. offense and defense, and he's probably going to play defense for North Texas. Yeah, he'll play defense for North Texas. But it's it's all – I feel like Latrell, the head coach here, is very much like 
I guess, you know, I'm a hockey fan, so the analogy for me would be the Detroit Red Wings. Maybe, you know, for NFL, it's the New England Patriots or the San Antonio Spurs for the NBA, where they don't look for the best players. They look for who they can plug into certain situations. I feel like, you know, we're only a year into this whole Latrell thing, but it's kind of, it feels like that to me, that they're more concerned about. And Latrell said that himself. He said, I don't, I don't give a damn who how many stars these guys have. We're just trying to find people who fit what we do. Yeah. So, you know. I'll run through a wall for that guy. Get excited, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, Seth Latrell knows what he's doing. Dude, he, and he's a foxy dude. I'll tell you what, we saw him tonight at, yeah. back at that he's uh, event. He's a foxy player. Is he not bad? He's been Jim, hasn't he, right? <laughs> he goes squatting a little. You know, he's rocking the suit with the no tie, and then he's got like two or three buttons open, kind of open chest. Letting he's you see definitely the hair. got gel, some L.A. looks up in the hair. And, man, he's rocking it, dude. Yeah. I like what he's got going on. Yeah. 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 So, he's young. Yeah, I think it I, translates I think, uh, to being a, a, a hell of a football coach. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest turn behind uh, South Florida, North Texas had the biggest one-year turnaround in football last <laughs> He's year. He's doing a good job here. One and eleven to five and eight. That's enough mean green talk, though. I don't think people yeah. really care. Yeah. No, just we love North Texas, but well, I just have I guess one more yeah, question yeah, about it. There. Was that the only guy from a Denton High School? Yes. That we got that North yes. Texas got that North Texas. Does that got, make yes. any? I mean, does that make any sense? Some of the others went to bigger schools. Yeah, like, that's the thing too. Denton, the way I see it, there's a lot of. Uh, chasm if you will maybe that's the right word to say between because there's a lot of talented guys don't get me wrong that come out of denton isd but you've got you know the guys who are above and beyond like the sean robinsons and the noah canes who are going to like yeah, tcu need... and stuff like this yeah and we're going to pass over somebody the two stars yeah the, the two guys. stars the 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 tyreek davises quote unquote. you said that huh? no we're talking we're not talking basketball i don't, I don't oh. think that that has anything to play in it <laughs> tyreek davis is not white Delano Robinson though going to SMU. He's white, right? That he's not. White. He's not though. Really? He's he's not. Shocker. I don't know if any any. I don't know who was of that race. Race. Yeah. yeah. They, had, they had a center. Yeah. White settlement. Fort Worth. They had a center for sure. They had yeah. a long snapper, definitely. But from Denton specifically. Oh, I was just talking. That white. ended up committing anywhere. Um. Yeah. There'll there'll be somebody. There'll be someone. There's always someone. There'll be someone. Yeah. Somebody sometimes um, somewhere. No, I haven't football. seen a single white person here. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna stay away from this. All right, so yeah, I'm cannonballing as we speak. Let's let's talk about what's really going on. It's Super Bowl week, right? <clears throat> My station's actually at Radio Row now, 105.3 The Fan. If you guys want to listen, shout out. I'm a part timer there. I'm part of that 105.3 The Fan bullpen. Yeah, I, I worked my way up. I worked my way up. From, you are uh, a legend. Fancy to 105.3. I don't think so. I don't think I'm really that big of a legend. Nobody knows who the hell I am that's there or that listens to that station. I've been on here twice. Two times more than me, my friend. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's something. But it's fun. Uh, I love it, and I love the station. Tune it on. Tune in. Turn it on. Leave it on. Something like that. You know, whatever it is. But no, they're showing the up fan. the Super Bowl, and it'd be cool. One day, maybe we'll get to go to Radio Radio Row and party... Uh, I just imagine with all the cool people. Radio Row, I just imagine just a huge warehouse filled with a bunch of old radio guys. Just like, <sighs> just like real dogs, steamy just, and sweaty yeah, in there. Sweating and eating nachos and talking about football and all hounding all like the hot sports center girls that they never see, but they're all in the same Houston week together. So all the radio guys are just hounding all the pretty, pretty media girls, Christine Leahy in particular. Oh my goodness. Christine Leahy. She is gorgeous. Fox Sports One has Really beautiful women that work for their network. They're I'll both, say that Fox is just known, right? Aren't is they, that, didn't they have like a little bit of a scandal? 
I'm going to get reckless again, but I I heard something about just Fox in general. The guy who, like, the owner, creator, whatever of Fox uh, had some sort of scandals. I'm going to have to look this up because getting way reckless Two of them is hot. They're hot. Oh, they're way hot. They're hot. Joy Taylor. Oh, I'm a fan of her. She's so a, hot in here. She's, ooh, she's a reason why I'd watch FS1 Undisputed, that show with Skip and Shannon. Oh, Speaking geez. of that show, and this show. kind of relates to the Super Bowl. Quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah, right. Show. The debate, the debate test. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, and we'll give our picks. And, and there were two interesting things that has gone on in kind of like the media hub for this. First off, since I already talked a little bit about Undisputed, I was watching for, for the beautiful joy. And look, I'm I like Skip for the fact that he's a cowboy Homer, and I'm a cowboy fan. Homer. So it's nice. Not a, not a Homer. I try and be like, I'll tell you when I'm being my Homer, and I'm peeking. I'm sorry. I'll tell you when I'm being my Homer self, but I can also have my, like, step back and be a realist fan, right? Back into reality. I think I can do a good job of juggling both. Skip is totally, he's in, man. He's in there deep, and he's never going to come out of his Homerific persona. He just doesn't see things clearly. He's delusional. The Cowboys could have Brock Osweiler as their quarterback, and he'd be convinced they're going to go They're going to go 19-0. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But Skip, uh, so basically if you watch now the Super Bowl does, instead of doing media day, which they would do like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, they do this like kickoff night. So Monday night they have one team come, and they have like 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever it is, with the media. And then they'll stop. The other team will come. They'll do like a special moment where the captains of each team and the head coaches meet in the middle of wherever the heck they're standing, and the Lombardi's there, and they shake hands, and yay, we're kicking off Super Bowl week. Bells and whistles. Yeah, so these guys, it's casual. It's friendly. Like, there's an interview with Matt Ryan and Tom Brady that are done together, and you can tell it's a little awkward. Like, we're getting ready to play a game, but we're still friends. We're quarterbacks. You know, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the league, and there's only 10 that are even good. And we're one of them, so we're two of them, right? What happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time, debatably? If he wins this game, I think he is, and we can get to that in a moment, too. But Skip Ayless decides to say he was offended by how gingerly these players went about shaking hands and just schmoozing with one another. And it just led me to the thought of why do we say like, Oh, we're offended. Like, did this really offend you? How are you really that offended by this? What do you want them to do? Get in each other's faces and like go chest to chest. Like they're about to fight. He was like, why aren't they taking their shirts off? And yeah. flexing? He's like, what the hell? Why is, this? Why is there not enough Reebok? For? Where are the Reebok shorts and pants? So and... you rush to Twitter in bold letters. Yeah. I'm offended. Dude, you're not offended. Like, I get offended if somebody wants to, like, okay, that situation that happened earlier, I was a little bit offended. I was like, come on, homegirl. Oh, and chill old, out. Oh, like, girl. Gotcha. I don't need to see that, dude. Yeah, like, that you could do that cool, in a better dude. way. That's not in cool. In bed. I like, mean. dude, no. Nah, like, <laughs> I didn't need to know that, yeah. bro. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that is bad. Chill out. Like, really someone wants to assault that. my family, someone wants to assault my religion, or, you know, whatever it is, then I can understand people getting offended. I'm not offended because. Super Bowl opening night is going as planned, you know? Let's <laughs> because be it's going smoothly. Yeah, like, oh, there wasn't a chair thrown. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady didn't throw down. Getting Bill Belichick and Dan Quinn didn't get in each other's face and tell each other to F off. I'm going to beat your ass this Sunday. What are you, this isn't, we're not trying to sell and promote a fight. This isn't Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor spitting words through the media. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Hey, Skip, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm offended at how poor his show is. How about that? Yeah. How joke. awful he is. I'm offended. At his job. Stupid. Stupid. There's something. Have you ever heard of the Twitter account? Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's sports TV ratings or something like that. 
they they they'll you know they try and be serious, but they at the same time you know you know they'll, they'll pump out you know just random ratings from different games, different shows that are going on. Every time Skip chimes in with something stupid on Twitter, they'll quote it and put in some show that during the same time block got better ratings than Undisputed on FS1. And yeah, like every time, you know, every once in a while, it's like, you know, it's like cupcakes on Nick Jr. Drew a double rating (laughs) and Undisputed or something like that. But I'll tell you what, we're talking about him right now. And he's he's thinking he doesn't care. He's making his money. That show's getting ratings. He's living his life. We'd all take the job that he's got. Let's be honest. I'm not trying yeah, to. Yeah, I just want to do it the same way. No, I, I can't. I can't rag on him for doing what he's doing. No. But I, I. Well, actually, I kind of can. You could go about funny. it a better way. He's a, he's a cartoon character. He is. I mean, he's a cartoon character. It's all a bit, and he's gotten so heavily into it. It's not real. And he's from our parts, right? He's from our part of town. Yeah, Oklahoma. He is, yeah, he's co-founder of uh, one of the sports radio stations in this market. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what you want? I'm talking about. Was it to uh, 131097 FM? It was. He was a co founder along with Mike Renner. I did not know. He was a co founder of the ticket? Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew he worked oh, with them. Right I did right not right. know that he co founded. He I was didn't... one of the original uh, the original personalities. So he's talented. We know. He's good at what he does, I suppose. He's getting old and senile. Whatever. But another issue on opening night Kyle Shanahan, you guys know who that is? No. Son of Mike. Former head coach for the Denver Broncos. Ah, yes, yes, yes. He's also now the offensive coordinator. Well, Kyle, we're talking about Kyle and I'm like, he's the new offensive coordinator for Atlanta. Well, not new. He's been there. And he might be the new head coach of the San Francisco 49ers once the Super Bowl is over and done Looking with. that way. Homie shows up to the Super Bowl and had a little bit of a bag mix-up. And he ends up like... Like a weed bag? No, no, no. No, I don't... Well, you never know who's got what. Sure, it's the Super Bowl, but... I don't think he had any of that in his bag, but he did have the playbook of all the offensive oh, way plays. More important. Yeah, this is kind of a big deal. You can just go and buy more of that other stuff. This, uh, you don't want that getting into the wrong hands like six days before the big dance. So he's stressing especially hard. Not in the hands of New England, especially. Well, they've got spies everywhere, and you never know. Like maybe New England has now stolen that bag. They sent somebody that they, as a bag boy, right? He's taking it. He's like, oh, is this, the, is this Kyle's bag? I've got that. I'm going to go take some photo shots of this real quick. Send it over to Bill. Oh, here's your bag, sir. Might have happened. Thanks. Bag gate. We're on to Cincinnati. Get it started. Yeah, we're on to week. It's, our, it's my fifth Super Bowl. I've been to seven. I'm on to next season. Tommy Brady's coming back. Going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for a first-round pick. So did, so did Bill Belichick hoodies. get his uh, cheating hands on this playbook? I don't know what happened. What I've heard now is Kyle Shanahan has gotten it back, but I would urge any of you that didn't know that to go back and watch Kyle Shanahan being interviewed in media night and look at his face, and he looks like he's constipated and worried, just sick to his stomach. Mm. I don't know if anybody else has been constipated, but it's just, like, uncomfortable. Like, you've just got that, oh, that, ooh face. <laughs> no, yeah. like you just make I, it unconsciously. I, I can certainly attest That's that. what he looks like. Like, oh, mm. I put that bag. Where is it? Where's the bag? Well, that is the worst. That is the worst time. To, well, why would you even bring that to the the media? Comment? I don't what know. Are you doing? Maybe You're he was scared there the were media. spies. I don't know. Room. I mean, I guess with them, you just never know. I would pack right? that thing away, lock yeah. it up, put it in between clothes. Most I don't hotel rooms going. come with those little safes, right? Just shove it in there. Put it in the safe. That's a great idea. Jeez. That's why you're smarter than us and you're running the show. Losing playbook Super Bowl <sighs> week. 
All right, let's talk about what is he doing? Tom Brady, though, and Brady's legacy. All right, so I just I said if he wins a fifth, this is his seventh appearance, most all time of any quarterback. He's four and two. If he wins, he's won more Super Bowls than any quarterback ever, and I think he's the best. If he loses, he's four and three. And all of a sudden, yeah, you've been to seven Super Bowls, but that's a pretty average record. Is he going to get, like, the LeBron treatment, right? People are like, oh, yeah, LeBron's been to all these finals, but he's three and six or something. Yeah, but to to me, the difference is when you talk about LeBron, LeBron's record isn't ideal in the finals, but you also look at a couple of those, namely the Dallas series, where he was pretty much the key reason why his team lost. You don't look at any of these New England Super Bowl victories or losses, excuse me, in the Super Bowls and point to Tom Brady as the reason they lost. He lost on some two magical passes. David Tyree, Mario Manningham, whatever. So, I mean, Tom Brady, to me, it doesn't really matter, especially because if he goes into this game tomorrow, if they lose, it's still probably not going to be on him. More than likely, it's going to be because Atlanta's offense was just ridiculous. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's, it's not like... And it's also, especially in the NFL, it's that much more challenging to get there time and time again, where you see it more so in the NBA where these teams can go, and especially if you just have one or two players yeah. like LeBron, you can get there. Football's way different. It's much more of a team game. So for him to be able to do that with so many different guys, and how many receivers can you name? I mean, he's, oh, had, no. a, he's had a Wes a Welker. A, a, door. Yes, but it's like you have two guys that you can really name in Wes Welker and Randy Moss, Deion Branch perhaps, but then you have just a lot of – David Givens. It's like, who are you? Hogan. Just makes him. I mean, <laughs> so, he's got Julian Edelman now. but And so who do you have ahead of him then? Uh, you have Montana ahead the of him? The only other people I think in the discussion, the only other person I would personally have is Joe Montana. Yeah. 4-0 in Super Bowls. That's what people are going to throw to. But he also had an insanely good team with a bunch of Hall of Famers around him. And they were the Give same me, team for a long time. And we just, exactly that. Now you've got the age of free agency where it's changing every year. And you can look back on it, and the knock that I've heard against Brady is, okay, well, the first two Super Bowls were predominantly won because he had really good defenses. Okay, maybe. Okay. But but he's so young. I mean, in the second season. Oh, yeah, season, the first, first one, first I think starting? he got a pass. The first one, My sure. Gosh. But he still had the drive at the end of the game yes. where he was savvy and composed enough to get his team in position for Adam Vinatieri to kick the game-winning field goal against St. Louis when they were two touchdown underdogs. I love when my quarterback is composed. Composed. There's no God dang it! Did I say that? <laughs> composed. composed. That's composed. When, when, you, oh, when, you, when you're building the list of attributes for a quarterback, composed. I think composed is at the top of the list. Hey, here's the, here's the top five wide receivers in terms of yardage that Tom Brady has ever had. All right, give them to me. Number five, Julian Edelman. Hmm. That's white. with four thousand yards, uh, just over God, four thousand yards. White thing. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm Caucasian by the way. So. Fourth, Dion Branch, six thousand six hundred forty-four yards. Okay. Third, Not white. Troy Brown. Hmm. He, he was 6,366 like yards. Right? He's like 5'10". Well, he was a converted wide receiver that they had to play corner. But, yeah, he's okay. a gadget guy. He's, yeah, the, he's, the, he's, team stud. he's the third all-time receiver in, in the Tom Brady era. Uh, number two is Wes Welker, 900 receptions, 9,905 yards. And the number one, Randy Moss, 982 receptions, 15,292 yards. I just killed it. Yeah. So he showed you what he could do when he gets an elite, an elite receiver. Which is but Randy like, Moss. But, like, who's on this year's team? Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. And then you Edelman. got Chris Hogan, who yeah. couldn't make the team for the Dolphins. Yes, yeah, your, favorite, your team. favorite team. Yeah, well, there's a Miami guy. He, everyone knew he was a good player at the time, and, and we got to watch Hard Knocks. We had a little bit of inside look at that, uh, that training camp. But uh, they'd had a decent 
uh, group of receivers at that time. So, but they knew he was going to be kind of one. Of, he's one of those cuts where at the end you're like, man, you hate you got to cut this guy. Like Danny Amendola when he was with the Cowboys. Exactly, it's same sort of deal. It's like he's man, also a Patriot now. You got. <laughs> They just, they just, yep. listen, listen, if you work hard, if you're one of those try hard guys, if you're a lunch pail guy. Yes, exactly. If you bring your hard hat to work every day, New England can make something out of you. It's true. And he's made all of these receivers. I mean, I guess Gronk, but Gronk's not playing. Gosh, I love And the yeah. numbers were crazy different when you had like Gronk on the field versus not on the field for oh, Brady. It's insane. But now they've gone and done it. They're in the Super Bowl without Gronk. They've got a good chance to win it without Gronk. If Gronk's playing, I don't think that I have any hesitation in picking New England to win. Me too. He's almost unguardable. If, 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 if Gronk plays, it's a shoe-in yeah. game. for You may be looking at your ninth blowout in 11 playoff games this year. But it's true. And you look at the Hall of Famers. What We just named the top receivers. Sure, Randy Moss will be a Hall of Famer. But aside from that, they've got some defensive guys that might make it. Ronnie Harrison, Willie McGinnis, Richard Seymour might have a chance. Ty Law, eh, iffy. They've played with some good guys. Junior Seau was on that 07 team that lost. But offensively, there's nobody, no, no other Hall of Famers. Like, out of those four, Randy Moss, is, he's he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. That's no and question. They didn't win a Super Bowl with and they Yeah, and they never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. And they didn't win one with Wes Welker either. And they, Yeah, the, the, those are the top two receivers that Tom Brady's had as a Patriot. Both those guys, Randy Moss for sure is getting in the Hall of Fame. Wes Welker, I think, has got a pretty good chance. But Troy Brown, yep. you know, Deion Branch. Branch is a good receiver. I don't know if he'll end up in the Hall of Fame. Julian Edelman remains to be seen. Gronk, and like you said, maybe David if he Patton, stays healthy. Yeah, all these Gronk, other guys. I feel like Gronk's pretty much Gronk's already got a chance guaranteed. to get in there. But Gronk, he was he he had a good game against Seattle in Super Bowl Forty Nine. He's not going to be a part of this one. Julian Edelman's a guy. He had a touchdown, I believe, in that first game. I think he had a pretty good stat line actually at the Super Bowl Forty Nine against Seattle. And then this week we'll see. But, but how, Brady, Brady's got to be the, Montana through to the best receiver ever. Yeah. You know, he he had a defense that was that team, that 49ers team of the 80s. It was the team of the 80s. They were littered with talent and Hall of Fame players. I mean, come on now. It's the same knock with for Troy Aikman. Oh, well, he handed the ball to Emmitt Smith, and he threw the ball to Michael Irvin. It helps. Those were great teams. Those were dynasty teams. But those were teams that stood together, and that core nucleus was able to play together for multiple years. Yes. You run out of your rookie deal with certain guys, they're leaving now. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't pay them. It's hard to pay them. See, but New England's had the continuity of the coaching staff, you know, in the same offensive system, and then having where, okay, we don't have to have the best players, Hall of Fame players, but we know we got the Hall of Fame coach. It's the system, definitely. So that's the that's the one argument I see against Brady sometimes as well is that he had that. But then again, so did Montana. He had Bill Walsh and that staff, and Bill Walsh is like one of the, you know, Mount Rushmore type coaches. So do you think Brady's the best quarterback right now regardless on what happens on Sunday. Correct. You do. Yeah, I don't think that, Sunday it matters. I think if, if he wins, it's it's no it's no question anymore. And I hate the Patriots. I will say that. As much as I love my Pittsburgh Steelers, I hate the New England Patriots. But it's like, you know, it's like you were saying with, you know, fandom and, and, and being objective here. I can't look away. I can't say, oh, Brady's not that good. I, I It's just sitting right in front of you. You can't deny that that he's been this great. If he wins, if they if they beat the Falcons on Sunday, he is without a doubt in my mind the the best quarterback to ever play the game. If he loses, I think you can have that seed of doubt in there. But again, you know, for even then, he is more he, he he's in the conversation for forever 
and he's there's no way you can say he's not a top two, top three quarterback of all time, if not number one at all. And and the crazy thing is, he's still probably. I mean, right now, who's your early favorite for next year's Super Bowl in the AFC? New England. It's yeah. New England's conference. It's, man. I mean, so he's probably going to get back there, even if they don't win it. If they at somehow don't, and win he's it, doing that. Yeah, he's, he's doing this at thirty nine right again. now. Yes, he's going to probably more likely than not get back there at least one or two more times. He talks about he wants to play five more years. Now, who knows how realistic it is, but I haven't seen a, uh, an ounce of decline from no, the guy. It's insane, man. It's like he's got the fountain of youth. But when your your wife's, you know, a yeah, supermodel. That's, that'll do it. That's that'll helping keep you, you That's keeping you happy, and you've got nutritionists, and he eats right. He takes care of himself. Good for him. He's going about it the right way. I agree. I think if he wins, it's hands down. He's the best. I think if he loses, there's a conversation. And I bet you anything, there's going to be people that come out there and are going to throw around. He's 4-3 and three in Super Bowls. And I totally agree with you, Eric. He, it wasn't him that lost those two to the Giants. Not even close. They had a tremendous defensive line in some some of the that flukiest play of Super Bowl history. Also the greatest play, maybe, but the mm-hmm. flukiest play, the Tyree catch, and then Manning. I'll give Eli Manning credit. That's the one throw that I'll look at and say, all right, that was a dime to Mario Manning him. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I think Eli Manning might be the most overrated quarterback <laughs> in the history of the game. <laughs> she lie. Got yeah, just, just, just look at his stat. At 39. 28 touchdowns to two interceptions. At 38 last year, led the league in touchdowns. 36 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Well, and remember, he He's, missed four you know, games. So 28 yeah. touchdowns, and he missed the first four games. Yeah. So he'd easily had 30. Patriots did go 3-1, though. Some people are going to say, oh, well, they win without him. Hmm. And I think that goes to how great I think, Belichick is. Yeah. Yes, I think that's more have, credit exactly. to, the, to the New England system yeah. that, that can but keep that They're not boat, in the Super afloat. Bowl if Tom Brady doesn't come back. If no. they didn't have Brady the rest of the year, no, they're not beating Pittsburgh. No. I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with if you. it's who's the uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Grappolo. Yeah, no, Jimmy like? Grappolo or uh, Brissett. Brissett had Brissette. no choice. No. <laughs> Brissett would have had no hope. No, yeah, they're he they're was not making signs it. Signs of badness. Yeah, they're not making it to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. I didn't like him either. All right, well, let's pick this game. And I think uh, I haven't actually. I wanted to wait for this moment, like let my thoughts and let's do this on air. Like screw it, let's do it live, right? So let's. I, I, what I want to do is like break down position wise, then we'll go through. Bev, if you want to like count them up, which side do we go to? Sure. And I think this is a situation where in your perfect environment, usually the best team should win, right? So let's see who we think the best team is. So we'll go position by position, and we'll check mark each side. Whichever one's got the most on on the one side, we'll say, all right, do we agree with that? That's the best team in our eyes. So let's start at the quarterback position, where you've got arguably the two finalists for MVP. One, I think I know who won MVP. Hmm. I think I know who's won MVP, guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your Wikipedia. Yeah, just Wikipedia this. Apparently, the NFL honors doesn't do a good job of keeping this quiet. If you want a Wikipedia Ezekiel Elliott, it says he's the rookie of the year. And if you want a Wikipedia Matt Ryan, it says he's NFL MVP. So this stuff gets leaked. The NFL should probably do a better job because the honors show is not worth watching. We can find that out. But MVP Matt Ryan, arguably greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady. No-brainer. Yeah, we got to go Brady, right? Without question. He's got he's, – he's Brady. For I mean, all the reasons we just talked we about just in the talked previous five, it. seven minutes. We don't need to waste time. And it's not an, by the way, my roommate thinks Matt Ryan sucks. Your room – oh, well, actually, I'm kind of – I don't think – I mean, I can't sit here and say he sucks. He okay? thinks he sucks. I, mean, I, he's I can't hardcore. say he sucks. I can't be hardcore about it, but he is being completely propped up by, right now by the hottest young offensive coordinator in football and the best receiver in football. I can't remember to bring his playbook. And, and Yeah, that's true. And uh, 
I mean, just a stable of talent. I mean, it's just like any quarterback you see, Dak Prescott. He's obviously propped up by the team. Whoa, around whoa, whoa. Him. Trying to tell me Matt Dak's Ryan. not good. No, no. See, I'm, I'm, just I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, here we go. But Matt Ryan is, I think he's a decent quarterback, but I think he's totally getting propped up right now. Yeah, I think he's had the best year of his career. And I think it's ironic yes. that my buddy Jared wants to go out on the limb and say Matt Ryan sucks, and then he goes off and has an MVP season and takes the team to the Super Bowl. I've always thought Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan had talent. I think he warned it being the third quarterback of the draft or the third overall pick. He doesn't wow you, though. I mean, he doesn't wow you. He's got all the intangibles and the he's the prototype quarterback for an NFL system. He's big. He's got a good delivery. He's got a good arm. He's smart. He's well-spoken. Does he fall opposite of what Brady does? You know, there's always, like we were saying, there's the Brady, you know, no matter who's around Brady, Brady's going to make that team good. It seems like if Atlanta has deficiencies around Matt That's Ryan, Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't get to that next level. Oh, so no question. Matt Ryan's not good enough to cover the deficiencies exactly, of the team. But he's yeah. still a franchise quarterback. Okay, let me ask you something. Would we take Tony Romo over Matt Ryan? Yes. You would? Without okay. question. I would, too, because of that reason. I think Tony Romo covered a ton of deficiencies on that Cowboys roster and still made the Cowboys playoff contenders every year. Yep. And I think Tony Romo has been maligned and uncredited during his time as quarterback the Cowboys. Well, you, well, you mean until Dak showed up, you, yeah. you saw what happened when the Cowboys Born didn't have 12. Romo. It, it, the, the wheels came off and the whole thing exploded. Absolutely. But I don't think Matt Ryan sucks. Not at all. I think... There's you, as a Houston Texans or someone that's from Houston. Yes. Not that you're a fan. You like the Steelers, mm. but you saw Brock Osweiler play. I think we can say Brock Osweiler sucks. Yeah. You would take Matt Ryan in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't well, think he sucks. So are the Texans. Bab, were you actually? I'm just curious. Like when that happened, because you're Bab's a Houston guy, by the way, people so, from Houston. Yeah. From Went Houston. To Cyprus. Throw up the H. All right, there you go. So <laughs> loves it. You, do you have the H with the star tattooed on your rear end? I'm not that much Houston. Okay. Well, so you're it. not gonna like go to the grave. That's a future. That's Houston until I die. We'll get there. I, I will go to the grave, Houston, till I die. But okay. I'm not gonna get an H tattooed on my ass. So why do you support the Texans still? I I, I, I want them to do good. Yeah, I'm, oh, a, okay. I'm a casual fan. Oh, okay. Because I was I'm, gonna ask you, like, as a Houston fan, were you just like super excited last off season when you got? Oh yeah, Osweiler? I was. It was you just like yeah. Super Bowl. Here we come. Bye, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, it was when, when it when it when it happened. It was like yeah, okay, here, okay. The Texans <laughs> for for years have needed a quarterback. <laughs> they got, got their quarterback. All right, guys, go do it. And John Elway doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, and then yeah, we saw that. Get a franchise, Don so. Miller. Come on. <laughs> What a joke. We'll take Osweiler. Yeah, for $72 million, Yeah, we'll take him. Bring him over. Yeah, we, oh, no, we don't need a meeting with him. No. Bill, we'll just talk to him Bill, on the phone. You're going to love him. We'll agree with it. Yeah. You're going to love him, Bill. <laughs> don't worry. That's a terrible way to do business. Gosh, your head coach Jeez. is a quarterback yeah, guru. Yeah. That's what he's See, known I, for. I've been, I've been a proponent. Uh, I've always, maybe question's not the right word, the Bill O'Brien hire. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's what Houston needs to get him to the next level. I've been for years. I said they need to get rid of Rick Smith, the GM. I think he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, um, but I, I, When you look at the Brock Osweiler deal in a nutshell, sure. But I think when you look at the rest of that roster, I feel like he's actually done a pretty good job. When you look at that defense, the, I mean, if you really think about it, Houston is a quarterback away. Osweiler was just an awful, awful oh, mistake. Oh, that team I mean, has constructed. I agree. Man, they I've got weapons. They got, they got Lamar Miller like running them. back, Hopkins out there receiver. He's a bona fide number one receiver. That dude's a stud. They got a couple other guys, Braxton Miller and whatnot, playmakers, Will Fuller out there on the outside. No hands, Will. I don't know about their offensive line. I can't speak on it. Maybe they could use some additions there. But defensively, oh, I mean, damn. that's what carried them. 
best defense in football. I mean, if you could just give him a Matt Ryan, like this is a team, Matt Ryan, I don't know if he takes this team to the Super Bowl. I think they would have been. But they would have been, been a contender. See, and th- this is where my get rid of Rick Smith comes in because I don't think he's able to make that one final move. There's always been some deficiency. Either they were just short with Schaub or they toiled for forever in the Fitzpatrick and Keenum rotation. I, that, th- this is where my patience ends with with Rick Smith is because they can it's they the can fandom. build they can build maybe it is the fandom it's the fa- you're just used to like they can, there's they can, always something yeah there's uh, there's always right. there's always something horribly wrong that stops them from getting to the next level yeah that's that's where and my right patience now, with Rick Smith runs dry it's a quarterback and right mean, now yeah it's quarterback you lose JJ Watt and you still finish as the number one rated defense in football damn they should have just gone and got uh, the unqualified John Lynch. They could have. They should have gotten there. There was we'll a see how John Lynch does. I wasn't as like <laughs> laughable to me. There really? was. There was. I didn't think it was that bad. There. I mean, his, just no. Ex- I mean, just zero experience. Fifteen in years the in the league. Maybe. Maybe this is where my fandom Michael kicks Jordan. in again. Again as well. You're right. You're right. With Rick Smith and whatnot, but there was. I think I showed this to you when it first happened. So like the first five weeks of the season and whatnot. You know, Texans fans. Everyone. You know, let's get, let's get a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We're a quarterback away. And through the first five or six weeks of this season, Osweiler had a worse QBR than any previous quarterback in Houston Texans history. Even worse than David Carr, who had no offensive line in those first few years. The, the Texans guy. had a franchise, and he was murdered back there. Still beat the Cowboys their first ever game. Yeah, one of the greatest, I think that's greatest the last moments in Houston time they sports beat history. The Cowboys in the was it? Season. I want to say they don't, yes. they don't play a lot. Maybe right. I think it is. But uh, but yeah, but it's just you know you you finally get the quarterback of your dreams quote-unquote, and he puts up worse numbers than any quarterback ever has in a Houston uniform. It's it's yeah. one of those... Way to go, Rick Smith. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, can, listen, I can understand the frustration. It's just what you get for, for not even having a face-to-face meeting with the guy. You've never met him in person, and now I'm going to hire you. I, I got hired at Smoothie He pulled the King, gun pulled the gun too fast. And they had to say, you know what, you had to come in. You had to come into the office. I mean, we can't just hire you over the phone. Yeah, Frickin yeah we've got to do a face-to-face. I had yeah, to come to a face-to-face when I got hired by hour. Domino's. There you go. <laughs> You got to deliver our pieces. Face. And it's Domino's like, did not pay me $72 million. No. It's not <laughs> even close. It's, very, it's completely irresponsible. But back to the original thing. So we don't think Matt Ryan sucks. We think he might have been able to take. Is that Houston. what we got out of that conversation? We got really Matt Ryan doesn't suck. There. And then it was good, though. We're getting to learn a little bit about each other. We're breaking the yeah. wall. It's, guys, this is all happening organically. You guys as an audience are growing with us. So We're letting it grow. We're letting it breathe, baby. We're walking across the street together. Hopefully, we don't get hit by a semi. We're going to hope to God. Deadpool will save us. No, please. <laughs> okay, but yeah, where were we? So, Brady, we're going Brady over Ryan. Brady over Ryan. So, okay. New England's got yeah. the edge of quarterback. I got, okay, I got them both down here. Guaranteed no questions. I, okay. got, I got two New England's at quarterback. And I think we could also say head coach. We can probably lean towards New England. Okay, with that. <laughs> okay, don't laugh, though, because Dan, Quinn's, Dan Quinn's coached in three of the last four Super Bowls. I have to laugh. Bill Belichick is just, I mean, he is, he is, <laughs> he is the George Washington. I mean, at this point, he has replaced... Vince Lombardi for me. That's an interesting take. I mean, he So is... they should rename it the Belichick Trophy? <laughs> yes. I think, he would, I think he would love that. I have interesting facts. No, I'm sure. Just don't, I don't, don't know if he would love Don't go off into a, di- a giant tangent here, but I just want to pose this question. Uh, if Cleveland would have kept Bill Belichick, are they in a different place right now? Yeah. Yes. I mean, they still would have moved to Baltimore, though, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl with the, as the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I guess that's true. You know, so I always get oh, that the, was the move. The, yeah, get the they moved in ni- Cleveland '96. There's phenomenal NFL Films presentation. If you go back and watch it, that 
staff as a whole, a lot of those guys have spawned off and been head coaches other places, had a lot of success. And then Art Monk took the team from Cleveland to Baltimore, and then they won the Super Bowl in 2000. So a lot okay. of that, that my was, NFL history yeah, is backwards. So, so yes, I do think so. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that I, it kind of was kind of proved, I guess. Yeah. Assuming they give them enough time, you know, because then, especially when a franchise moves like that, it's like, all right, we're going to can you. And then, or else yeah. you're Hugh Jackman or whoever. And but they were on the up and up. They were on the up and up. But I, I, I wouldn't sleep on Dan Quinn coaching in three out of the last four Super Bowls. But I see why you're laughing because the body of work. It's just there, you're it's not going to take a guy who's never won a Super Bowl or been to a Super Bowl as a head coach, even if he's won one as a coordinator. Versus a guy who's been to seven and won four. Yeah. Exactly. We'll take so that quarterback, quarterback uh, coach, coach. Is, is a no-brainer. And to me... It's 2 nothing New England both ways. And that's that's huge. That To me, that's that's almost everything. That's almost everything. Okay. Backfield. You've got Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman for Atlanta. And I don't want to discredit the fullback, but those are the guys that are going to touch the rock. And then you've got Deion Lewis and LeGarrette Blunt, And we can sprinkle in some James White as well. Interesting fact... When Deion Lewis has started a game, and I know I'm stealing the stat. I'm sure other people have heard the stat. But when Deion Lewis has started a game for the Patriots, they are, I believe, 16-0. and 0. They've <sighs> never lost. That's actually pretty... Uh, That's impressive, right? That actually is pretty impressive. But I'm going to take He's Kevin Coleman and Devontae So Freeman. Deion Lewis has never lost an NFL game? Not as a Patriot. Yeah, and so I was like, wow. Yeah. Me too, girl. As a, wow, girl. Yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a Patriot. That that actually is pretty impressive, and he's one of those guys that could be those sneaky little. When you talk about X factor, I don't want to get all cliche on it, but when you talk about X factor, guys, I like cliche. Dion De- Lewis could be one of those guys that you look back and it's like, wow, he had a huge imprint on why they won the game. It's similar, like Dion Branch sort of came out of nowhere, I and mean, he was one of their better receivers, obviously, but no one would have guessed going into that Super game Bowl that he'd MVP. be the MVP. And a lot yeah. of times you see that with Super Bowl MVPs. All right, anyway, so with, with the backfield though, I think. I think you have to give it to Atlanta in that situation because Freeman's bona fide number one, number one guy, and Tevin Coleman's the perfect uh, complement to him in terms of coming out of the backfield and things. Agreed. So I think you got to give it to them, but that's no slight on New England because they just have a stable of guys. I mean, Blunt's his own style, churning yards, three, four yards at a time, big back. And then New England also has James White coming out of the backfield. We talk about Deion Lewis. So they move guys around and they have a pretty good stable themselves. But you gotta give it you gotta give it to Atlanta. I think as well. Yeah. Freeman and Coleman. I love that versatility. I think that's a brilliant one two punch. And I'm a big Tevin Coleman fan. Devontae Freeman wants a contract extension. If I'm Atlanta, I say, bud, no. No, sir. The lifespan of a running back in the NFL is not long. And I know that you're splitting duties, but we can get by with Tevin Coleman and draft someone else if you want to get paid a ton. We're going to spend that money in other positions. Vic Beasley is a guy we're going to have to pay coming up here soon. But I'd still take Atlanta over New England's backfield. Bab, you concur? Uh, I concur. Okay. Yes. Let's move to the offensive line. And this could be a push because I think both teams just play. So- There's not a lot of guys, a lot of name recognition across the board. You've got two tackles, Nate Solder for New England. And uh, Jake Matthews for Atlanta that a lot of people might have, know. And you have Mack at center, yeah. which is a big addition for Atlanta. That might put Atlanta over the top a and little when, bit. And you talk about continuity, I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on this. Uh, I, I just tend to get reckless when the mic's in front of me. But I'm pretty sure that all five of their starting offensive linemen have started every single game together this season. I thought you were going to say White. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> nope, they got Chris, Chris Chester at uh, right guard. Yeah. But you were close. And I like where your head's at. Yeah. All right. Well... That's tough for well, me, It's just though. the important stuff. White people with dreadlocks. Yeah. And there might be some white guys with dreads. Riff-raff style. I've always thought about that, you know. Tip, 
Towing in my Jordans. <laughs> hey, did you see hey. he was trying to fight 50 Cent? What? Jeez, I mean, man, we're just going off on all these. He was trying to fight 50 so, Cent? I, I, yeah, I got to say real quick. You know where Riff Raff's from? Yeah. Cypress, Texas. All right. Went to Langham Creek High School. Shut it down. Langham Creek, <laughs> man. There we go. H-Town. All right, but offensive line. Man, that's tough for me. I might I might lean Atlanta a little bit. A little bit. On the offensive line? Yeah, just a I'm with little you. bit. I'm with you. With the continuity, and they have first-round pick at left tackle and a former first-round pick and one of the best centers in the league, Alex Mack. The rest of those guys are decent, but when you talk about playing – Offensive line that pe- people forget. That is a lot of understanding each other. There's a chemistry to it. There's a communication to it. There's Definitely. a nonverbal communication Who's to gonna it. Who's going to pick up this guy? Yes. Yeah, so um, people don't realize that having them playing and having that continuity actually is is pretty valuable. So I, I would lean towards Atlanta there. Atlanta might also win in this one. Receiver. We talked a little uh, bit about New England's receivers, predominantly white, Eric. So yes. I thought maybe you'd give them some love. No, no, no love. But that's the that's the point. There. Hogan White, Amendola White. Listen, the Julian guy's Elman, name also White. Julio White Settlement. <laughs> but you got Julio Jones, baby. You know and that's all you need to know. I love leaving the dead air. I think we should try to do this. And I'm pe- I'm peeling the curtains back here a little bit. But you want a little more dead air? Yeah, just I, a little I, no, more like what, like, what well, was just, that? Yeah, the, the the awkward. Whenever we say awkward things or just ridiculous things, every once in a while we can just let it just sit for okay. a second and just really and the true embrace fans that, like, that listen awkward. To this first podcast, will know. Like yes. we're doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, we're doing and that. Yeah. had a, extremely good movement tonight. Yeah, I like that. I didn't leave the dead air though. I screwed that up. No, it's okay. God, I suck at this job. It's not even we'll, a job. We'll I'm not getting paid. We'll get better. Yeah, this is this is a glorified for, hobby. For fun. We're volunteers. Just a couple average shows having some fun. Right? Is this technically, are we doing like charity work? Is this like volunteer work? Charity work for the audience, baby. Can I put this? Just, yeah, that's right. Just giving blissfulness to their ears. Nosebleeds. Nosebleed. Hopefully we're not making Nose your ears bleed. bleed. The show everyone can afford to listen to is for free, baby. Gosh, you're so right. They get paid, though. Oh, there you go. It's not volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go Atlanta. I mean, Babs coming strong tonight. I think Julio Jones... Trump's everything. He's the best receiver in football, bar none. Antonio Brown, get out of here. He's the best. And I know you're – speaking of Antonio Brown, issues. Bab, do you want to get rid of him as a Steeler fan? No, but he does need to clean it up Tell you bit. what, if this were Des Bryant, people would be all over Des. People want to paint Des out to be like this bad guy. I haven't seen Des do anything that's anti-team. There's no reports that Des quit running routes because he was unhappy with not getting the ball. There's no reports of, oh, Dez has done a Facebook video and really just upset his entire head. Dez doesn't do that kind of stuff, but people want to say because Dez is an animated guy, he's painted and portrayed in the media as a hothead, anti-team. Dez is not a me guy. Dez is an I guy. Antonio Brown, as talented as he is, he's proving to be a me guy. So is OBJ. Now, Dez has come out in defense of OBJ and said, hey, I'm defending him. He's misunderstood. Antonio Brown, though, actions speak louder than words. His actions right now, they're showing me. They're not showing I. If his name was Antonio. They're showing I. Me. Look at me. No team. Like uh, some T.O. stuff right there. He loves me some me. He loves me some me. Believe it. No, I just think if Antonio Brown's name was Antonio Black, he'd be the number one receiver in football. Was that like Black people. Do you concur? <laughs> no. We, no. No, I don't. I think Julio Jones is the built, black cat. Built, from the, built from the... That was me. That was built from the gods. And made into an NFL receiver. So we're going to Atlanta. I think we covered no, all the off tight ends. Game. We didn't talk tight ends, but I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with the receiving core, right? Um, 
If there was Gronk, it would be New England easy, but yeah, there's yes, not, so be, I think both tight ends are pretty much... It's a bit of a draw because Martellus Bennett's kind of a one-man band, I feel like, uh, for New England at this point. But then Atlanta has a handful of guys. They have that Ofalufa, whatever. Uh, okay, there you go. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, Price in that Toilolo. Um, and then they have Hooper. Hooper's yeah. an athletic kid, uh, but, you know, he he's white. So I, I, guess, I guess you do got to give it to New England there, Martellus Bennett. But we're going to just say it. We're not even going to worry about tight ends. So we've got that. Now let's move to the defensive side of the ball. This is tough because 4-3 for Atlanta, 3-4 for, for New England. So do we want to do like it's defensive so line multiple. or linebackers? Do we want to do front seven? You've got yeah, Vic do, Beasley, who's the best pass rusher in the game. Certainly. But front seven, I like the way that New England plays together more than Atlanta. It's just that so makes hard. sense. It's so hard to quantify when you're looking at positions for New England because the names on the paper aren't going to wow you, but... The coaching staff and the schematics override that. So a guy who's a C player, and you look at him, oh, this guy's just a C player. Well, on New England and the way they play and the way they got things going and just simplifying it for for them for their players, he becomes he becomes a B player. So it's hard to really know because if you looked at it on paper, maybe you'd say Atlanta, maybe you'd say New England. I don't know, but one thing you can't quantify is just the coaching for New England is just always head and shoulders. I just feel like it's always head and shoulders above the other team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And it's insane when you can trade maybe your most talented piece in Jamie Collins yeah. and your defense plays better as and a whole. I, it's going to kind of – I feel like this might be one of those games where it bites him a little bit because this this game is predicated on speed because Atlanta's got a lot of it. And I think New England lacks it a little bit. And having Jamie Collins there to float around, play coverage, which, which is what a lot is going to be happening, a lot of coverage, uh, having a guy that can – play man on some of these running backs these tight ends that would have been nice for them to have and jamie collins but i mean they, they've gotten they've gotten away with it so far so it's probably not going to affect them and two weeks for bill belichick to prepare i mean come on i mean that's easy money yeah I and mean, secondary wise i think you get maybe lean towards new england as well because of devin mccourty yeah mccourty's the only big even though i do like neil that Keanu? dude is a freaking stud not the cat but the safety Good yeah. call. Yeah? Not the cat. Yeah, that cat was so adorable. I didn't even see that. Movie. Oh, man. It's been, I didn't see it in theaters either. My roommate saw it. have a cat on the field. He said it was pretty good. And it's been on like HBO. And I caught, I'd say, I missed the first 30 minutes. I caught the rest of it. But damn, that cat's cute. Really? And Keanu, yeah. How did this cat get loose? I don't know, but damn, it's cute. Are you are you pet people? Like, do you guys have cats? Oh, bro. My cat. oh yeah. I mean, I grew up, my grandfather grew up. Uh, I didn't grow up with him. I mean, I did. You know, cats are pretty malleable. He was, Not his children. <laughs> no. Uh, he was a uh, dog breeder in South Africa. He bred Rhodesian Ridgebacks. My grand, my mother did a little bit of that. So they always had, like, a bunch of animals, cats, dogs. They bred Dalmatians as well. Then they moved to the States and stopped dog breeding, but always have just had a ton of animals. So, I mean, I had, I've got four cats, four dogs in my house in, in Plano with my parents oh right my now. Oh, Yeah, so I'm just covered in fur and piss. and That's my, <laughs> that's my hell. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, yeah. I think that might be. You get the sniffles? Are you allergic? I'm not allergic. Um, I wish I had that excuse. It's really just, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't like the all the, the animals around me and touch me. I just feel like no animal actually smells good. So you're not a they cuddler, all are shed. you? Um, I am, but only with um, pretty human women. Like the robots, not, not so much. Not so like much the, the robots. inflatable dolls, no? Uh, for a small time. Okay. But I've kind of grown out of Is it. Is that a Thursday night thing, too? <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> and Friday. 
But uh, I really don't want to delve into that right now. It's a whole uh, new women's game. Continue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with animals, it's just, you know, when I was younger, I was whenever I was born, my parents had already had a Rottweiler. Um, and so I grew up with that until I was probably about, uh, until I was about eight or nine years old. And uh, the dog, her name was Blessing. She passed away. We had to put her down because she was just all sorts of injured. Um, and then ever since then, I just kind of never really wanted one. I don't know if it's like some emotional thing, uh, but they also just kind of, they gross me out. Everybody's got them. They slobber. Everybody thinks their dog is just welcome everywhere and can just run and jump on you. And everybody wants to lick and, and all this stuff. And I'm just, and I'm just not with it, man. I'm just not with it. All right. Well, that's disappointing, Eric. Yeah. I, I could see you being a dog person. I thought that you would have 13 new animals. Yeah, you'd like you'd have maybe thirteen, maybe growing on fourteen. My grandmother does. You talk about grandparents. Have my my. Uh, so you get your animal fixed like when you go over there. Yeah, so like my grand. Well, she lives. Uh, she's from Miami, but she lives in South Carolina now. She has like twelve chihuahuas on any given day. Ooh, she's those got little like, bastards. You know, three, three, my great grandmother used to have a teacup chihuahua that would kill you if you got within five feet of her shoes. Man. Oh. Yeah, we've uh, yeah. got one a long hair. Yeah. See, why do you want that? Why do you Nips want that on in your, your house? heels? Why do you oh, want that in your house? Man, beating demands attention. Yeah, tries to run the house. Okay, again, this is like Antonio Brown syndrome here. Yeah, me, why do we want that? Me don't person. let your cat get Antonio Brown syndrome. I don't Brown want that syndrome. chihuahua, but I love my border collie Labrador mix. He's an angel, godsend. Tuck's my man, and I respect a good dog, like a border collie smart dog. I can respect that, but then. I also respect owners who got their dogs under control, and when they're just out and about, which seems to be everybody just brings their dog everywhere these days. Yeah, it's like a best it's friend. It's like, come on, yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, you know? really, it really is. Don't let them come up and run and jump. Listen, I'm out and about. I've showered. Your dog probably hasn't in, in three weeks or three months. Do I don't know. I do dogs based shower? on the way you, you look, gotta sir. You got to give them a shower. Or a bath. I'm gonna say three months because you look like you stink. I can't imagine what your dog looks like or oh, smells like. Man. So, and you have cats so running around is, in your house. It's, like it's practically a zoo in there. So, are you calling me a disgusting human? No, because you look like you smell, uh, well, I'd say halfway decent. Okay. I'll take halfway. <laughs> you know? I mean, so you are like, stuck in a small four by four room with them right now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, smell too true. bad right now, does it? No, it doesn't smell too bad. Good. Good. Yeah. I put on deodorant today. See, and there I you showered. Go. Okay. See, I've that... got a shower in the morning to get right. myself like going. If I don't, I feel weird. Like, I haven't really started my day. So, you I haven't a morning, taken a shower. Do you shower at night as well? Only if I've been doing dirty things. How often do you do dirty things? I don't know. When the mood strikes. How often uh, does the mood strike? It just depends on if it's a full moon or not. You know, that's fair. I feel like with you, it's most... No dirty Thursdays. jokes from you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Mom. Check out Mr. B's dirtiest car in the lot. <laughs> Thanks, Hank. That's you, Walchuk. Yeah. <laughs> So, who has the better front seven? All right. Oh, yeah, front seven. <laughs> I think defense as a whole, we're just going New England, but I think that's discrediting Atlanta. I I think New England as a team plays better team defense, and they're their number one scoring difference for a reason. Yes. But I do think Atlanta's got some really good athleticism, and I think they've got the Speed. best pass rusher in the game in Vic Beasley. Agreed. And and Dwight Freeney is an underrated guy Definitely. to bring in there. Veteran. On, yeah, veteran and Brooks guy. Reed is a guy who's similar to, like, a Rob Ninkovich for New England, just a dude that— He's a grinder, white, lunch pail guy. Yes, he's a he works hard. He freaking works hard. And he gets it done. So both teams have some playmakers. But I think overall we're gonna lean towards New England. So I think New England's won. Is that how you want me to score this? 
Eric's gone. Should we just go through the roster right now and just see, Eric, how many white players each team have? Oh, we lost a mic. racist sack of food. <laughs> you know the other thing I really That's what they about. teach you in Miami? Yeah, yeah. Are you upset there's not enough Cubans in the NFL? Uh, actually, yes. That is there true. should be more. It does bother me. Uh, we, they all went and played baseball. Um, That's a drop. <laughs> Good God, we're going to get Colin Cowherded out of here soon. <laughs> This is okay, bad. so now, how do you want me to score this? Because I've been going by position here. You, you just want me to do a defense? What about special just, teams, hey, huh? How about a kicker? Big, how about kicker, a big I'm going to go Atlanta. Oh. I'm going to go Atlanta for how kicker. About for defense, put a big capitalized IDK. And then for special teams, you always got to lean towards Bill Belichick. Okay, fine. So we're, I think I think we're <laughs> leaning towards... back to Belichick. So we, I think New England's won this. And who do we think is a better overall team? I think it's the Patriots. Yes, because so wait, we're taking I'm, into I'm account to ca- more than just the names on the roster. Hold up, I'm catching up on the scorecard here. So you said okay. New England defense, right? Yes. Special teams? New England. I think Atlanta's got a better place kicker Okay. for this year. Matt Bryant's had a much better year than Goskowski. And am I fantasy bitter? Butter alert. Yes, I am. Okay, Goskowski you know burned me, bro. That and, and I'm really actually, I'm sorry about I that. Know. I feel you there with the fantasy stuff. It stinks. It does stink. Especially um, when you lose you by like a point. But you don't stink, my friend. We established um, that, ladies. <laughs> and I'm still on just, the market. Just, yeah, it looks, looks like it. Probably will be forever. <laughs> so, New England, just special teams as a whole. What I, kind of hole? Uh, entirety hole. You know what, dude? I like... Or should, or should I like we, Atlanta. Should, or I like or Eric we, Weems as a return man, too. Or should we do two separate cats? Should, you do, should kicker be its own category in special teams? Yeah, place kicker that, that does that does make a difference though. You're right because these big games you see it with New England all the time, and these big moments they had Vinatieri to come through for them in the clutch. They play close Super Bowls, yeah, man. Close Super Bowl games, close and Super Bowls. you're right. All right, so Kowski's okay, so let's do a bit it. Spe- of a liability. Special teams and kicker. Okay. okay, okay, that's fair because I think in terms of your kickoff return team, your punt team, your that kind of thing, coverage units. New England has go, the edge. Yes, I think it has to be New England. Return team, team though, I like Atlanta. I don't know, man. New England is just such a detail-oriented team. They are. You always see that's that's a lot of times where they win win yeah. games. Similar to Alabama, it's like they're not going to beat themselves on special teams. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. Bill Belichick knows exactly where to kick it, who to kick it to, and when to kick it to him. True, he's a mastermind with he's that. He's just a mastermind. I don't want to just be like sitting here and just putting Bill Belichick on this huge throne. Like well, you I've said, he's been doing better than Vince Lombardi. But yeah, that's true. you said should we rename should rename the, the trophy. Did I say yeah. better than God yeah. as well? Uh, did I did I say that? Because I'd take that back if I did. He also said he was white. I feel like a god. He is. Well, Bill Belichick probably monkey does god. That's a good point, though. I mean, Belichick does put his team in positions to excel, especially all three phases he focuses on special teams. But I think Matt Bryant's been the better kicker. He's a Pro Bowl kicker this year than Goskowski. But it's not to say Goskowski's a liability. I mean, coming into this year, yeah. he was highly regarded. I just don't have a ton, I just a ton of faith in think that Weems... I like the return threats a little bit more for Atlanta than I do New England. Like Edelman or Amendola, or I guess. Even I if they put Deion Lewis it. back there. Yeah, I okay. just, I'm not as threatened by the returners of New England as I am of Atlanta. I think if somebody's going to have a big return, it's going to be the Falcons over the Patriots. But with that said, I do agree with you in terms of the coverage units of New England. But even if we have it, all right, so let's say I've got Atlanta at kicker, and let's say I put New England as a better special teams unit. I think New yep. England's still going to be favored in our overall right yeah that's what, what was your final say on kicker eric uh well kicker for sure uh matt bryan i'll go with okay uh so let me add this up eric's got one two 
three New Englands. He's got three New Englands, four Atlantas, and one I don't care. Or no, sorry, no, I don't know. Because I care deeply. That's for the defense. Uh, Wolchuk, you've got four Atlantas and four New Englands. Really? Yes. Ah. Unless you want to count. Coin flip, baby. Unless you want to count kicker for counting as only half an answer. Uh, in that case, I think this is going to be a close game, and I had it as I've got it as a close game. I think it's going to be a nail biter, man. Okay, well, uh, depending on which rule you want to go by, it's either Atlanta even for both of you, or Atlanta New England even for both of you, or it's New England by five and a half to three and a half. I'm lost, but here's the thing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I am totally lost with that, but I think four and a half to three and a half. Okay. It's me, New England by a bit. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to say. And right. to me, but the biggest gap of it all is the coaching with New England and the quarterback with New England. And You're taking the Patriots. Yes. Do you I'm have a score the prediction? The only the only thing that scares me is if is if that Atlanta speed is is just I'm underestimating it a little too much. Now I know it's ridiculous. I usually tell a bunch of jokes at these events. Uh but That's not the drop I thought it was. Sorry. That's all right. Hey, this is show number one, baby. <laughs> Uh, so I, I just think that the, the only way New England can lose really is if that speed for Atlanta is just really that big. I think Atlanta's got more game breakers when we yes. look, when we look at it, Julio Jones thinks the yes. biggest game breaker on the and field, Gabriel and Freeman and Coleman, Sanu, and Sanu, Sanu and, on a trick play, man. We've seen it. He's got an arm. He played. Yes. They just have weapons galore, but I think that they're, they're going up against a guy in Belichick that. He's gonna. You believe he's gonna put together a scheme. He's got three or four different game plans going into the game. He's gonna pick and choose, see what's working, see what's not working. Come out of halftime with a total different game plan. I mean, the guy is just. He's gonna have a plan A, and he's gonna have many more after that, and he will adjust as much. No one in game adjusts better than him. So first series he comes out and you surprise him a little bit. All right, well that ain't gonna happen again. So the thing about New England is they don't get blown out. Atlanta, you could just you could see Matt Ryan maybe maybe freezes up, maybe they have a a, a turnover here or there, and then boom, the game gets out of hand for Atlanta. You don't ever see that with New England, so yeah. I, I don't see. I think it's definitely going to be close, uh, but I, I think New England's and uh, one key as well that I saw um, this week is Atlanta is in the six games that Atlanta has scored thirty or less points this year, they have a record of one in five. So if New England can keep them from scoring 30 points, they have an incredible chance of winning the game. And New England's the number one rated scoring defense in the league. Thank you, my friend. And in Super Bowls, when the number one scoring defense is played the number one scoring offense, the defense is 5-1. and Boom. These are reasons we're leaning towards New England here to win their fifth Super Bowl in franchise history. All of them, Tommy Brady and Bill Belichick, Super Bowls. Unreal, Incredible. but I do think it's going to be an awesome game. I think it could be a touchdown or less. I just hope it's going to so, be fun. Man. I hope so too because the playoffs have sucked. Besides the heartbreaking Cowboys and Packers game, which I assume you don't want to talk. No, about. we don't need to. No need to talk about that game. It didn't even happen. Okay, it happened, but we don't need to. Those teams are not relevant. Yeah. Is this your anything uh, else to say, Walchuk? No. You sure? I've got nothing to this say. This is a good time. This is a safe space. It's a new year next year. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you seem as excited as Lake Giffen. Yeah, well, I'm still I'm upset, dude. 
I understand. Well, and you have to be most upset because you guys you guys lost the game. What really what just you, irked me was the fact that freaking Mason Crosby nails a 56-yarder, then makes that 51-yarder, which it looked like was curving left and then started curving right and might have hit the post, but it just squeaks in. And then his first freaking kick in the NFC title game is a 41-yarder, and he misses it. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I loved it. You loved it. It was heartbreaking, dude. I'm ready to go to overtime. Dax worked his little butt off. Zeke, Dez, falling out. The defense stepped up in the second half. See, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> now you're caught Shoot. down this rabbit hole. Uh, it should have been in overtime, and I'm telling you, man, who knows what happens in overtime. I'd have liked to have seen Dallas play Atlanta. I think that would have been a much better NFC Championship game than with the freaking Packers because you know the Cowboys were better than the Packers when it took everything Green Bay had, and they were physically exhausted and dejected when they flew to Atlanta, and they had nothing left, and they got spanked and knocked right out of that would Dallas stadium. Would Dallas have beaten Atlanta? I don't know that, but I think they would have had a chance. Give me more conviction. I don't have much because I do think Atlanta's a very good team, and they could win the Super Bowl. I think Atlanta's good. I don't know how that... Our, I say R, like, you know, I play for that suit up. I wear the star, baby. I do. I buy the star, and I wear the memorabilia. I give Jerry money. You've been to the star. I've been to the star, yeah. Ah. Yeah, I've been to AT&T Stadium. We've broadcasted in AT&T Stadium. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys were calling games there. Yeah, pretty games. sexy stuff. But, um, you know, I don't know. It would have been a fun game. I, I just don't think that the Cowboys could have stopped Julio, but I don't think that Atlanta could have stopped Zeke. So it would have been a high, it would have been who had the ball last that kind yeah, of situation. That would have been high flying. And I do think flying. the Cowboys would be able to slow the game down, much like I'm sure New England will try and do. I think you'll get a lot of Legarrette like Blunt to try and keep Atlanta's yeah. offense off the field. Short passing game. Yeah, it's, it's an extension of their running game. Three, four yards a pop. Let Edelman squeeze through for an extra. You know they they depend on the yards after the catch, a missed tackle here, but that plays into their hand, which is trying to keep that Atlanta offense off the field. That will allow. Um, New England to keep them from scoring so much. So that'll play into them keeping them under 30 points. So we're all picking New England. Are we? Bab, are you? <sighs> See, this is where I have to separate my objectiveness from fandom yeah. just because how much I hate New England. Um, yeah, I say New England, and I say it's it, there's no way it's greater than a three-point difference okay. in the final score. I, I think it's going to be three or less. Who's your Super Bowl MVP? Probably Tom Brady. Tommy? Yeah. Because if... Deion Lewis? I like Deion Lewis, too. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick one of the white guys, but... You didn't. Deion Lewis sounds better. Deion Lewis is good. I kind of think it's going to be like Garrett Blunt after the point I just made. I like talked myself into thinking it's going to be like Garrett Blunt game, grounded pound baby. He's going to run in a couple touchdowns, slow it down. I'll go with the Bluntsters, and I like his last name. Is that I was going to say, is that just because his last name's Blunt? I mean, that, that helps. I think it's fun. It's creative. That is creative. I mean, he didn't choose it. Yeah, but I was going to say, it's, he really did a good job picking that name. fun to mess around with, right? Any uh, other things you want to throw in there before we wrap up this first show, and I'll tease a little bit about what we might have going on for the next show? I just want to say that I cannot wait for perhaps next week or a, a show soon now. We have our good friend Tony Casillas come in here ah. and co-host with us, and we'll have Tony uh, walk us through a little bit of what Walchick is like during a Dallas Cowboys game. Oh. What kind of ups and downs? See, emotional. I, don't, I don't even know. So what see, I don't know. Yeah. see, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I haven't talked geez. to Tony yet. I haven't talked to Tony about that yet. But I'm just curious to know. I want. I want to know what emotional fandom 
Cowboys rah rah Walchick sort of looks like. And I wonder, was did you watch the Green Bay game with them? The no, playoff game? I watched oh. it with my grandparents. I was All right, we're gonna have to get that. Grandma in here, yeah, or call her up and figure out. We do have an operating phone line in here. We yeah, can. cool. Well, I'm sure she's got a landline that we can call. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a cell phone. She doesn't know how to use it well. As long as she's not too busy freaking petting her dog. My grandfather will talk our ears off. We won't be able to get him off the freaking phone. But God bless him. I love him. And he's, he's he might be a good interview. Cool. He's got some fun stories. See, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Tony Casillas. He's a funny character. And we can uh, just pick apart Walchick and just totally make fun of him. Yeah, totally. I love being made fun of. It's kind of like how I live my life. Make fun of me. But anyway, that pretty much does it for our first podcast of Nosebleed Seats. Next week, LeBron Jones... LeBron Jones, we can talk about that next week and what the heck that drop even means. Uh, we'll maybe dabble into a little bit of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Uh, we weren't able to get some Conor drops from his interview this week with Ariel Hawani, but I want to. So we'll get some Conor McGregor action. Bab, our producer, will produce and find those for us. And uh, we'll have Tony Casillas in, one of the upstart stand-up comics here locally in Denton, Texas. And you can always listen to us on blogtalkradio.com slash no split seats or just search 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 itunes podcast no split seats that's two words no split and then seats i've zach wolchuk eric giafalo zach bab behind the glass even though he's not really in the studio he's standing Come sitting poised. right across from me composed later dudes hugs and hand pounds everybody Enjoy.